Welcome to Soul Cravings with psychotherapist and writer Karen Seeger. In her show, Karen talks about how to take care, cope, grow, and thrive through difficult times like change, anxiety, loss, death, illness, loneliness, and hopelessness. Karen draws on her knowledge as a therapist, her own life experiences, and offers support locally and globally, and records her shows on her orange houseboat on the River Thames. And now, over to your show host, Karen Seeger. Hello and welcome to today's Soul Cravings with me, Karen Seeger. I'm a psychotherapist and writer, and today I would like to talk with you about regrets. Regrets is a topic which is very popular on my website, karenzieger.com. Many people are commenting, so I thought it's something that is probably of interest to a wider audience. Regrets. What comes to your mind? What type of regret might you have at the moment? And what type of regret might pull at your heart the strongest? Depending on your life experiences, you may agree with me. Regrets can shape us, they can make us, and they can break us. In today's program, I want to talk about different types of regrets and how we can live with them, how we can live with ourselves, and how we can make peace with regrets. Regrets, I have many, and you probably too. Some I can live with more easily, and others keep me restless and breathless. Sometimes when I connect with the regrets that I have, I can feel a lump in my throat, I have a racing heart, or just a very dull, empty space. Regrets, we can feel them physically as well as mentally and emotionally. Now, why are some regrets more difficult than others? And how can we stop being overwhelmed by regrets? I believe regrets are human. We all have them. But if not managed carefully, regrets can cause self-loathing, anxiety and depression. Some regrets last long, are hurtful and cause deep sorrow. With others, we can deal in a matter-of-fact way. A lot of the changes we make come from lessons we learn. I'm sure you will agree with that and you will know what I mean. But sometimes regrets can make us feel stuck and block us from growing and following and fulfilling our potential. Some regrets I find can make us believe we have no right to growth, to happiness, to peace and to a sense of purpose because we might feel bad about what we've done. We might believe we are bad. You and I, we have disappointments in our lives. Indeed, some may still be coming our way. We may be sorry for what we've done or what we've not done or said. And we may be disappointed, ashamed, feel guilty, remorseful, embarrassed, angry, and hopeless. If you think about your own experiences, then you may recognize there are different types of situations you may feel regretful about. I can think of at least four types of regrets. 
and I'll be interested whether you agree with me or whether you can think of a few more. So, do you recognise any of the following in your life or in other people's lives? Here is something that I call peripheral regrets. Now, I think um, these are things which didn't go our way because we just took a wrong turn or we were in the wrong place at the wrong time. These are things that were not premeditated. They just happened without much thought and without us actually thinking about them. And yet, depending on what happened, these peripheral regrets can still be powerful and heard. Then there are what I call fundamental regrets. Relationships, work, health, the life choices we make, these all underpin our foundation, our sense of who we are, our sense of self, our core, our centre, our purpose and view on life in general and our own life in particular, our safety, our well-being and happiness. These are the things that matter. And sorrow over wrong choices we made in any of these fundamental areas can run deep and be very intense. Now, a third area I can think of is regrets and age. Now, you may disagree with me on this and have a different life experience, but I think it's not uncommon that the older we get, perhaps the more unhappy outcomes and turns in our life may have accumulated. Life lessons are not always nice ones, they are difficult ones, and perhaps we tend to remember more often the difficulties. And with that, the more persistent fundamental regrets get, the more persistent they remain with us and the harder they are to shake off because they have shaped our life and who we are. They have a way of coming back into our memory and can fuel moments of self-pity and pain. They can get triggered by things that are obvious or less obvious and then our memory of the regrets feel very real indeed. Perhaps it is because with age we may have a greater sense of time and the time we have to shape some fundamentals of our life is getting shorter and we have less time to enjoy them. Now again, you may disagree with that. You may say, actually, I feel free of commitments now that I'm older, now that I'm in retirement and that's great. Let's hear that too. But there is certainly a sense of time. And when we have made the wrong choices and have lost opportunities, well, those realities can stare us in the face on a regular basis. Then I can think of regrets and death. Now, these are situations when we can no longer explain, do, undo, say sorry to another who has died. I've written about this on my website, karenzieger.com. It has happened to me a few times, especially when people die without us knowing about it and death may be unexpected. Indeed, we can no longer give that person who has died a chance to make peace with us. 
We will never know whether they perhaps wanted to say something to us, whether they were working up to it. Neither can we make peace with them. That opportunity has gone for good. But that is not to say we cannot make peace within ourselves. I believe we can, but it's not always easy. I believe when people are dead, irrespective of perhaps your religious beliefs or your views on life and the world, I believe speaking with them in our mind is a powerful tool that helps us to perhaps make peace, to make sense, that can help calm us down. There might be upsetting aspects to it when you speak with a person and sometimes we may feel they speak back to us. Um, it might be because we can remember certain situations that occurred so vividly or because in our mind we can think very intensely about moments that we would have wanted to have had with them. Similarly, we may be facing our own mortality and realize that some things will never happen for us. That is a sad loss. There is no two ways about it. And here I'm thinking of illness, which I talk about in my program Cancer and You, but you don't need to have cancer. You can have any other type of illness, an accident, any other life-changing event that may also be life-shortening, but it doesn't have to be. Anything that happens that makes us sit back and realize perhaps how much we do take for granted and how much we take the life that we and others, other people have for granted. And then we may start to feel a sadness and regrets for the choices that we have made, for the opportunities we didn't grab, perhaps for the lack of self-belief and for believing in others more than in ourselves. You may ask, are regrets helpful? Yes, I believe they are. It all depends on what we do with them. Regretting what we did or did not do goes hand in hand with our awareness that actions have consequences. Whatever you do, there will be a consequence to you and others. And if we are aware of these consequences, I think that's a sign of our conscience. Sometimes it can also be a result of a more selfish recognition that things didn't work out in our best interest. What we do about it, that's what matters. I believe many an important life lesson and positive change can grow out of regrets. Feeling the pain and remorse can be responsible but unhelpful if not followed up with appropriate action. I often take the example of a life crisis. And depending on your age, you may have experienced a midlife crisis. If you're leaving home for the first time, if you're leaving full-time education, if you are changing jobs, if you've made, been made redundant, if you've been ill, if you lose your home, if a relationship ends, these are all serious changes in our lives and these are moments where we may reflect on, you know, what is it all about? What's the purpose of it all? 
What's my purpose? And those are moments when we can feel and get in touch with regrets. And if we're not careful, we can get stuck in those dark and negative feelings. I think it's important to face up to those feelings, but we then also need to look ahead and need to find a way of finding perspective in ourselves and think about what we want to do next as a result of our experiences. What are the things that we need to change? What are the things that we need less of in our lives? And what are the things that perhaps we can try a bit more of or try for the first time? I know it's easier said than done, but that doesn't make it wrong. We have to start somewhere. So why do some regrets hurt more than others? You may agree that some disappointments and mistakes are easier to rationalize than others. The difference is about the level of emotional pull these regrets may have. I talked earlier on about the physical and emotional and mental manifestation of feeling regrets. Now, the type of regrets that tend to have a very strong pull are related to loss and death, when not a lot else can make things better or undo what has happened, and when events have shaped a very long period of our life. You will have your own stories and experiences. Does anything come to mind? I believe those are the kinds of regrets we may be able to rationalize really well, yet they can cause an intense, almost existential pain that can be very powerful and deeply affect the way we feel. I mean, they can be so powerful that we end up numb. It's almost uh, as if we lose consciousness, but we remain conscious on a level, but Internally, we just close something down, we switch something off. Now, how do I handle my regrets, Karen, you may ask? Well, if you have regrets in your life, then you know they are very slippery things and they are very seductive. They are not good for us and they keep coming back. They can have the power to turn our world into a bleak place with little hope with little self-respect and little trust. And then shame and defeatism rule. You will know what I mean. But regrets should not rule us. Neither should we use regrets as a conscious or unconscious excuse to stand still for too long and waste possibilities we may have and the ones we can create. As I said earlier on, we have to face up to our regrets, but that's not a reason to stand still and to give up. Acting on regrets responsibly and fairly towards others and yourself, that's what matters. But what about regrets coming back? When the same regrets keep coming back again and again, or hit us hard out of nowhere, as they can do as well, then this can be a sign of at least two things. It could be that we are going through a difficult patch, which may make us vulnerable to negative thoughts and feelings. 
and that's why regrets then can come back. There is a fertile soil for them. Or the sense of disappointment is related to an event in our life that we have not yet dealt with properly. So it might be an experience that is relatively fresh and new or it is something that can be quite old but we haven't really faced up to it, we haven't dealt with it. And in that way, feeling regretful can be an important sign of what might be going on. I'm not saying of what might be wrong, but of what might be going on. And that there is something we need to deal with. Contrary to popular belief, letting go of your regrets in a responsible way is not the easy way out. It really means facing up and doing the hard work. It is an important part of our self-care, I believe. If we look after ourselves, we also have to face up to the difficult parts. It requires self-reflection and facing some uncomfortable truth, like unfairness that we might experience, injustice about the hurt we may have caused others or that might have been caused to us, the hurt we feel inside, the fact that we are fallible and can make mistakes, you know, to know that we have done a wrong. Perhaps you've done a big wrong. What, do you, what are you going to do as a result of it? It's part of you. We can do big wrongs. Sometimes I wallow in my regrets and I know when that happens and there are times when I do not stop for quite a while. Don't ask me why. I said regrets are seductive. They have a way about them. They can be so convincing. But there comes a point when I and you, we have to stop it. Eventually, in those cases, I have a word in my own ear and I pull myself together, I pull myself out of it. Consciously, I make a choice. This has to end, I have to move on. And I try to remind myself that I did the best that I could, even if I made a mistake. The next time you are in a regretful mood, I suggest pay attention to your body. Notice the lump in your throat, the tightness in your stomach, in your chest area, there might be tears of anger or sadness. That's how it can be for me. It might be different for you and it can also change over time. And what do you think about then when that happens? The present, the future or the past? While understanding, accepting and learning from the past is essential, regrets can keep us imprisoned in the past. Being stuck there is not helpful and often not fair on you, fair to your abilities, fair to your potential. As I said at the outset, regrets are human and we need to learn to live with them in peace, side by side. Remember, regrets can turn into the experiences that help you unfold your potential. I want to leave you with a poem that I wrote a while ago. And I think it's quite fitting today when we talk about regrets. See what you make of it. While the past is choking with tears, the future trembling with fear, 
and you busy consoling both. The present is watching from a corner, all her potential silently fading away. And of course, it could also say his potential silently fading away. I hope you know what I'm talking about here. We can waste an awful lot of time. I hope you have enjoyed today's soul cravings, that you can take some useful thoughts with you. You can listen to it again, share it with others, spread the word. I look forward to welcoming you here again. Check out the other shows. Take good care and see you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Soul Cravings with your host, Karen Seeger. You can follow Karen on Twitter, at Karen Seeger. Catch up with her articles, videos and work via her website, karenseeger.com. That's K-A-R-I-N-S-I-E-G-E-R.com.